This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. He was like, try punching me. My neck is 18 inches wide. <laughs> TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. I mean, I think that was completely unacceptable. I think that when you talk about this league celebrating 100 years, for 100 years we haven't had a problem like that, and now all of a sudden we do. And I think when you're looking at it, it's so egregious because... Yeah, we've seen people throw down before. We've seen people fight a little bit, but nobody's ever physically taken someone's helmet and swung it as a weapon. And not only that, but made connection with it. I think that when you're looking at it, it's like, wow, this is one of the cardinal sins that we have always thought of, but nobody has ever been like, dude, it's gone that far. I mean, you have crossed a line that you can never come back from. That was Alex Boone talking to uh, Matthew Collar in the aftermath of the chaos that ensued last night. In Cleveland, just before the Browns closed out a win over the Steelers, it is Mackie and Judd with Rami on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Mackie will be here for the 5 o'clock hour and write that down, which we uh, do every Friday at 5 o'clock. We write down predictions and hold each other accountable for uh, predictions we've made in the past. That's coming up at 5. We'll also talk with uh, Jason Fitz of ESPN coming up at about 4.40. Um did did Alex Boone there say at the end that that's something that you never come back from talking about Miles Garrett? Yes. Yeah, he was very upset about it. We've got more from Boone if you want it. Um, in a second. And I heard Adam Schefter say something similar today. Man, he played it on Score North Live. Yep. Man, Jonathan, I don't know. I don't know if you got it. Um, but basically, he said that this is what Miles Garrett will always be remembered for, no matter what he does with the rest of his NFL career. And I opened Score North Live with the very same, uh, the very same comparison, the very same thought, which is that Ray Lewis may or may not have had a guy killed. He has a statue outside the Baltimore Student Stadium. Like if Miles Garrett wins a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP in a year from now, we will not be talking about Miles Garrett hitting Mason Rudolph with a helmet. And and I'm not. And I I had this disclaimer recorded earlier on Score North Live as well, and I'm going to hit it again here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. I am not at all excusing what Miles Garrett did last night. All right, so are we, we got, clear? We got that. Out are of we the way. all set on that? <laughs> this, this is six five one. This is the most cut and dry story I think I've ever covered. Okay, like this is the easiest. I don't understand how people are struggling with people this. are really struggling with this. Okay, this is so simple, and people like on Twitter last night were picking sides. Number one. As I told you a couple weeks ago, sometimes dump on everybody. Like, don't let anybody off the hook. I don't, I don't understand why in 2019 we now want to pick sides. Everyone, let's start with the assumption everyone's the bad guy, okay? Yes. So let's not give anybody a break. From a league standpoint, this is so easy. 
The Steelers quarterback gets fined. And if you suspend him one game, I don't care. That's fine. Pouncey suspended three games. Very fair. Miles Garrett suspended indefinitely. Outstanding call. Sure. If I'm the DA in Cleveland, I charge Miles Garrett with See, assault. And that's where that's where I was just going. Everybody calm down. Everybody but relax. But that's the right but, but this is so but Every, this no, is so clear. No, people are overreacting. No, and that's it's an assault. overreaction. It's, it's, no, it's straight I, up assault. I look oh. I looked at I looked it up today okay. online. It's the definition I of assault that. in Ohio. It's I, not overreacting. It's simple. I understand. End of that. discussion. But that would be an unprecedented move for something that's it's, not as see, unprecedented. Danny didn't understand as that either. what everybody it's is saying. Un, it is it is precedent. There is precedent. Exactly. For it. Exactly. I've looked it up. Exactly. The National Hockey League has charged players with assault. No, I'm talking about the, the NFL. Lo- the court has. I don't, but I don't care. It's, it's the sports law. precedent. It's sports precedent. You don't need the NFL. This is so simple. Albert yeah. Hainsworth stepped on a dude's face with cleats. And you know what? He was wrong. But he didn't get and charged. If, and you know what? Now I'd probably charge him. Yeah. That's ridiculous. No, it's not. Everybody calm we, down. The last thing we saw is always the worst thing we ever saw. Myron everybody Metcalf, wants blood. Just stop. I think Myron Metcalf but it's not put blood. It, put it's it perfectly. common sense. Myron Medcalf put it perfectly in the first segment of Purple Daily. He hit a guy with a helmet. End of story. I mean... Yeah, that's terrible. He should be... Sus- the suspension yeah. is totally warranted. It's assault. It's, it's, it's flat out. I looked it up. In the state of Ohio, it qualifies as assault. It's punishable by being arraigned in front of a judge. And by the way, uh, Mason Rudolph's attorney said, I am gathering all the information and no options have been removed from the table. Cleveland Police Sergeant Jennifer Siakia? I'm going to go see Akia. Said Friday that they, they are not investing Brown's defensive end, Miles Garrett, adding that they had not received a complaint from Rudolph. A city spokeswoman said the prosecutor can't, com- can't comment because Rudolph hasn't filed a complaint. So he might file a complaint. He might. Yeah, it's not, just, it's but, not to me, but to me, it's just crystal clear. It's such an easy story. It's really, I mean, in a lot of ways, yes, but I, we disagree on, the fa- on whether or not he should be charged. Why wouldn't you charge him? Because this this stuff happens on a football field. It's a violent sport. When when it's already okay. when it's already I actually looked this up when for it's you. already sanctioned violence. Yep. And people lose their temper. Yes. What is the next step? What's the next level? From four, it's assault. Most of the things that Forbes, happen on Rami, a football Rami, field Rami, I've are got assault. the answers here. I've got again. This is an easy case. I've got the answers. I looked all this up. Players, is this sports attorney? Players consent. It's for, no, no. It's from an attorney who works for Forbes on what criminal assault is on the football field. Players consent only to incidental contact or contact that is part of the game, like tackles. Players are not consenting to acts that are so clearly outside the scope of what is acceptable in a game. Swinging your helmet, and God forbid he hits him with the crown of the helmet, he could have killed him, he certainly could have injured him badly, is not, it's outside the scope of acceptable. Like this is now. If they don't do it, that's fine too. I'm just telling you that they would have every right to do it. But things, this is a cut and dry conversation. Things happen on the field all the time that are not within the boundaries that these guys agree to. An egregious helmet to helmet hit, you could argue, is assault. It's within the yeah, but that happens in the play. Right. This happened outside of the play. But it's against the rules. But it's contact. So you're, you're, that's that's not con- something that guys have agreed to. It's contact. Wide receivers haven't agreed to be left did hanging you, dry you? on a pass and take a helmet to the head from a guy who's trying to do just that. Did you listen to what? I read you. There were no there were no charges in did the you, Bounty Gate scandal. Did you, there were no charges with Albert Hainsworth. There were no charges when Antonio Smith tried to hit Aunt, uh, Richie Incognito with his helmet. Players are not consenting to acts that are so clearly out clearly outside the scope of what is acceptable in a game. As Jonathan said, a helmet to helmet hit is within the scope of the game. Yes, it is egregious, but it's within the scope. When play is stopped, and I take a helmet and I swing it at you, that is clearly outside the scope. 
So if somebody takes a takes a swing, if somebody tries to punch somebody mm-hmm. on a football field, mm-hmm. that's outside the scope of of what they agreed to. Should that should every time somebody takes a punch on a football it's field, it's not felony assault. Should they be a charge? This is felony assault. You can get felony assault for punching somebody if you land the right punch. But when I'm, okay, well then if you if you kill a guy, then you know what it could be. The the law mandates that we look at everything uh, on a case by case basis. This was a helmet being swung at a defenseless player, this is guy which takes it weapon. outside. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't think it's that tough. It's not. He shouldn't be charged. <laughs> we, we both think it's not that tough. It's not that tough. We're on opposite but he's probably the, not going to be, argument. but I'm saying he certainly could be, and I would charge him. But the league, at least the league got it right. Well, I think what the league did is absolutely really. right. Oh, yeah, they did. Not entirely. What'd they miss? Mason Rudolph should have gotten a suspension. Well, I would have been fine with that. Mason that's Rudolph fine. absolutely I, I'm not, 100% that's such should a have small, gotten a suspension. That's such a small part of this to me, sure. No, he never give get, him a game, give him a fine. He never I don't gets care. a helmet swung at him if he doesn't charge if he doesn't charge Miles Garrett no, again after the fight I'm had been dis- broken up and de-escalated. I'm not disagreeing that's with you. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're not, don't we're don't not care about that. that. That's fine. Yeah. He should be getting two games at the least. Okay. Although I just saw give him his career, I mean he's not any good. So I just I don't saw somebody care. tweet, "What if I told you the best punishment for Mason Rudolph was to keep him on the field?" Yeah, that's yeah. I mean that that's <laughs> which, such a small part of the scope of this conversation that I, that that one I don't see. Care I don't on. think yeah. so. I think that's the part of the conversation that everybody is missing. I think I really do. So are that's, you? So wait, 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 wait. So you're saying? Hold on. Let me uh, yeah, let me say this again real quick. Actually, Jonathan, can you hit my disclaimer from the other side? It's on the Score North Live page. My my page is frozen. I am not at all excusing what Miles Garrett did last night. All right. So okay. Are we clear on that? Okay. He crossed a line he should not have crossed. Right. He deserves whatever suspension he gets. I don't feel bad for Miles Garrett that he's kept off a football field. Mm-hmm. I'd stop short of criminal charges, but whatever punishment happens to him within the scope of football. So is all you deserves. is all you really care about truly that the quarterback gets punished? I just want people to recognize that there isn't just one bad guy in this. Right. Right. That's that's what I'm saying is cuz Mason Rudolph was the first guy to try and rip somebody's helmet I'm off. I'm totally with after you. After a clean hit by Miles em- Garrett. Embrace in life that everyone's the bad guy and you'll be better off. That was are we in agreement that was a clean hit? No, it was late, but I don't care. It's it's a football hit. I didn't think it was late. He was in his chest as he was throwing the football. It, like it was a bit he late. Can't just stop you know and what? pull up at that point. But, if, if we go down this path, it's going to get confused. But as, as far as, far I, as I'm fine with as it. far it's as fine. extracurricular activity, Mason Rudolph was the first guy to try and rip somebody's helmet off on that football field. Right. He's just not as strong as Miles the, Garrett. The difference, and then as Miles Garrett was being pulled off of him yep. and grabbed onto his face mask, right. Mason Rudolph was kicking him in his junk. Then, from pictures I saw this morning, later on in the melee, he may or may not have been trying to grab or punch him in the junk. And then after they were separated eight, ten yards apart, and the thing had sort of been diffused, mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph goes charging at, at Miles Garrett. And then the only time, the only time Mason Rudolph at any point backed off and decided he didn't want any more of this was when he got a helmet to the head. He was every bit the aggressor that Miles Garrett was up until that point. Okay. And again, I'll explain this again. Miles you're Garrett not listening to me. Crossed the line. No, you're not listening to me though. That you, he you should are, not have crossed. But you're you're going up to a line you don't need to go up to. Sure, Miles Garrett took an object that could have been lethal, which Mason Rudolph. Right, right. But you can't. Totally inexcusable. But if Mason Rudolph hits. Miles Garrett in an alleyway, and Miles Garrett then pulls out a knife and stabs him, which is akin to the helmet in this case. Miles Garrett <laughs> is going to be in more trouble, and he should be. So let's not look. Just because you lose a fight all, doesn't make you purely a victim. There, right, no, I know that's that. Not that's not what yeah, you're saying. You're you're con- you're convoluting your own case by dumping too much on Rudolph when you are right to dump on 
everybody and say everybody's a bad guy. But let's take this case from the biggest fish on down. And Miles Garrett is the biggest fish here. He's the guy to go after. Mason Rudolph is a close second. Because, okay, but it's the equivalent of, like I just said, in an alleyway, Mason Rudolph but punched Miles Garrett and Miles Garrett took out a knife. Then you have a major problem, which is what you had last night. If Miles Garrett had taken a punch, okay, if he had taken mm-hmm. a swing without a helmet, we all would have been like, oh, okay, that's this is ugly, this is We've bad. We've seen that before. But, okay, go on. It's the potential lethal weapon of the helmet. Inexcusable. That crosses we'll have to the play the disclaimer again. That, right, but you're convoluting your own case by involving Rudolph no, as, because as if he did anything. If he had gotten Garrett's helmet off and hit Garrett, then we have the same problem the opposite So now way. you're litigating on results. I'm, where, where with, I'm with, litigating on who used the lethal weapon. But you're litigating on results because you're, Mason Rudolph did not get knocked out. The helmet didn't land. And, and yet you still want to go the extra mile of charging Miles Garrett with a, with the crime. Because he took the, Just because Mason Rudolph was unsuccessful it, in getting the helmet off, right, but you're saying he's off the hook. I'm litigating on one thing, two words. Reckless abandonment. He used reckless abandonment so with didn't. that helmet. No, he didn't. He never got there. He couldn't. I have to litigate on that. But he was trying to rip off a guy's helmet. But he didn't do it. Just because you didn't. But he didn't do it. And Miles Garrett was unsuccessful in committing a crime doesn't make you not a criminal. We both agree that everyone's the bad guy. But Miles Garrett here took it to another level of which, as Alex Boone articulately said, we haven't seen. It's a problem. It's a major problem. But we have seen. Again, this is overreaction on some level. What part? We've seen somebody. incognito. We've seen multiple guys swing helmets at other guys. they, They were all wrong. Yeah, they were all wrong too. It's inexcusable. But how many have we seen connect? I saw Lyle Alzado threw in the seventies threw a helmet at a Jets lineman and he missed. Okay, that's a big problem. Seventies different time. I get that, but still a big problem. But he missed. This to me is just so crystal clear of how it goes down. And the only the only other step that I would take, and you know what, I'm with you. Suspend Mason Rudolph for a game or two. I don't even care. Certainly fine him. You're right about that. The and only, he still could be fine. And that's and I think he should be. The only other step that I would take is I do think that you have a, a criminal action here of somebody that used a helmet and recklessly swung the helmet and thank God that it was basically what? Not upside down. So it hit him, I think, with the inner shell as opposed to the crown. Yeah. And I'm not excusing. I'm going to keep on saying this. I'm not excusing. Right, but you're coming too, what clo- Miles but you're coming too close to No, doing but that. I'm not. I'm just saying that not enough people are recognizing, including the league, with the punishments they handed down today, the role that Mason Rudolph played in this, which was... So is all you want him to be suspended to? Yes. Okay. I'm fine with that. And I want to try and get through the thick skulls of some people who think that Mason Rudolph is purely a victim in this thing because well, he lost the fight. Who thinks that? Oh, I've been fighting with people all day on Twitter. That they think that All he's day. the victim. Well, that he's Twitter. Yeah, well, yeah. You can't yeah. take the you can't take Twitter seriously. Thank you. That's true. But there, I mean, these are from some people who I I've had discussions with in the past on Twitter who are reasonable people. But there is this mentality that if you lose a fight, regardless of the role that you had in starting the fight, that you're somehow purely a victim. And that's just not the case. And Judd, you compared it to walking through an alley and made Rudolph just walking up and hitting somebody. Yeah, what he did is illegal. Exactly. This is exactly That'd be illegal. This is why I don't go around starting with people, man, because I don't know who's crazy you saying, than okay, I am so are you saying and who's get, willing to use a weapon so on you, me. Are you trying to say if you do it and you get shot, you deserve to be shot and killed? I'm not saying you deserve it, but you're not purely a victim if you're just walking around starting stuff with people. Yeah, he's not purely a victim. I agree with that. 
but we still have a, ma- a massive problem. I have a saying and in a life. big black mark on the league from what occurred last night, and it's a complete embarrassment and a complete joke. And what Miles Garrett did is felony assault. I have a saying in life. Don't start none, won't be none. Mason Rudolph started some. And he but got he didn't some. get what he deserved. You don't deserve to be hit in the head. You, can't, st- tell, you can't tell me but that. But when you start with somebody, you don't know... What their parameters are. You don't know where their lines are drawn. That's why you don't go around starting with people. But So what's your point? That he should have done nothing? I, I don't understand. The, that he shouldn't have like started we, like with we have Miles scu- Garrett in the first place. But we have scuffles in football all the time. Grown men don't rip the helmet off another player and try and hit that Not person in the head. Not only did he start it, he escalated it again after it was stopped and diffused. Okay, so we deserve to die? I, I don't understand your point. My point is when you when you so any uh, fight any fight that started if it ends with the person's untimely demise it's their fault. I'm not saying it's, I'm not it. saying it's justified. I'm not saying it's his fault. He got a helmet swung at him. I think you're torturing saying, the case. I'm saying both of these guys shared equal blame in escalating this thing until Miles Garrett took it to a line that cannot be crossed. Okay. But that's when. But once that line is crossed, now all hell breaks but loose, and line, we have this conversation. That line being crossed doesn't change anything that happened before the line was crossed. It doesn't make Mason Rudolph any any less guilty, and it doesn't make him any more a victim so why, than he would have if he didn't get a helmet so, swung at him. So why, once that line got crossed, why would you not con- consider that to be felony assault, which because the case it, has been made all day long that it, it is felony assault? Because it happened on a football field. And because nobody was Ooh, hurt. You're going down a slippery slope No, there. I'm doing the same Ooh-hoo. thing you are. Ooh, you're going down a slippery slope. I'm doing slope. the same thing you are. I am. Let t- me explain what I mean when I say I'm doing the same thing you are. Okay, because I think you're... I don't you, think you are, but... Okay. You're, you're saying Mason Rudolph didn't rip the helmet off, so you can't... You can't heap whatever penalty or judgment... He might have done. ...you would put on him had he ripped off the helmet. Correct. Miles Garrett didn't land that swing. But so you, you can't. Oh, no, no, no. He did land it. It was the it was a glancing no, you, no, blow. You can't it was a say glancing that. blow. Glancing that, blow. This what is the watching. He's fine. He went up to a podium and said so oh. afterwards. So and then, the bullet and then grazed him, and then so we claimed, should just. Look. And then claimed to be it bullied. hit him in the top of the head. That's not a glancing it blow. It was a graze. He's fine. So the bullet grazed him, so it, it's just fine. Well, you're doing the same thing. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. He didn't get the helmet off of you're... Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett did. He hit him with the helmet. But he didn't do any damage. He Rudolph didn't do any damage. Garrett didn't do any damage. Take your suspension and move on. Nobody inflicted damage on anybody. Everybody walked away unscathed. It was a football fight that went farther than most football fights. That is the worst argument I've ever heard. That is the worst. That's one of the worst arguments I've ever heard. I hit you in the head with a football helmet. It's not going to hurt. I'm saying Mason Rudolph is fine. Was that was anything wrong with Mason Rudolph after the game? Was he examined by doctors? Well, no. He probably was, and he, he still took a shower, he got dressed, and he went to the press and, conference and, and claimed to be bullied. So the fact that this guy swung the helmet and hit him but didn't inflict damage that sent this kid to the hospital makes it all okay. So the fact that Mason Rudolph twisted but then, at, if that's the case, that, at wait, Miles wait, wait. Garrett's helmet but didn't get it off, that means he's off the hook. Well, we don't even know that if he had gotten the helmet off that he was going to swing it at Garrett. No, but twisting a guy's helmet while he's wearing it is dangerous enough. You could cause a neck injury. Yeah, but I'm with you that he should be fine for that or suspended. I'm fine with that. Exactly. 
I'm absolutely fine. Find with that. and suspended, just like Miles Garrett was. But once Garrett crossed that line, this conversation goes to a Miles Garrett conversation of somebody who did something no, that because is a criminal act. Your description includes what Miles Garrett attempted, or excuse me, it includes what Mason Rudolph attempted to do to Miles Garrett. Again, and if just because you're not successful in committing a crime doesn't make you innocent. That's attempted slaughter. That's attempted assault. But we don't know what the attempted assault was because he never got. The, if I the grab somebody's neck and twist it, that's assault. If I grab somebody's head and twist it, so that's assault. So, so you're telling me that the Mason Rudolph trying to get the helmet off and twisting Garrett's neck slightly read is the, as bad as read, is as bad as what Miles Garrett did. Read the legal paragraph you read me before about what constitutes assault on a football field. All right, hold on a second here. Players consent only to incidental contact or contact that is part of the game like tackles. Players are not consenting to acts that are so clearly outside the scope of what is acceptable in a game. Is grabbing a guy's head and twisting it within those parameters? It is not within those parameters. Okay, so that's hitting, assault. Okay, so that then to me is simple assault. What? In fact, you're playing into my game because what Miles Garrett did is felony assault. So Miles Garrett is is the one. You know what? Charge them both. If, let's if take that, him to trial. That's your let's stance, let's, ta- let's your stance. take him to trial, and I'm going to tell you who's going to be found guilty. Miles Garrett. If that's your stance, we've found common ground. Charge I, them both, or charge nobody. Suspend them both, or suspend nobody. I still do not see. Any parallel between trying to get, basically trying to get a guy's helmet off and twisting his neck a little bit and swinging what amounts to a sledgehammer at a guy's skull. Don't see it. Don't see the parallel. But but I'd love to try the cases because I tell you what, one's going to fall flat and one I'm going to get a conviction. We'll take your calls on this. 651-646-8255. You can tweet us at SKOR North. Barry tweeted in, please turn off Rami's mic and let's go on with the show. Where's Mackie? And he misspelled my name. That would be, uh, Barry, I got news for you. That would be meetings. I can tell you that right now. That would be a meeting. (laughs) All right. So we'll hit a break, and uh, we will take your calls afterwards, 651-646-8255, or tweet us at S-K-O-R North. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app. Once the helmet was taken off, it should have been like, dude, we're done. We're going to tackle him. We're going to calm him down. We're going to grab the helmet. We got to do what we got to do. Because you saw as soon as he grabbed the helmet, even Cleet Blakeman was like, dude, I don't know if I want to get around this. Like, I don't know what's going on. And as soon as he swung, Cleet took a step back like, dude, now I'm kind of fearing for my life. You brought people into this situation that don't need to be involved because you're being silly about something that somebody says you're frustrated about. Dude. You're not the first person to be frustrated in a game, but you are the first person to swing your helmet as a weapon, and that's a no-no. That is a no-no. <laughs> I think that's pretty. Don't very, you love Boone? I think that's putting it very lightly. Don't you love Alex Boone? No, <laughs> that, that is a no-no. That's something that we all agree on here. It's the degree to which it is a no-no that we are indeed debating here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Judd says that charges should be pressed. Criminal charges should yeah, be pressed against Miles Garrett. And I say, okay, if we're doing that, felony charges, or I don't know about felony, but some kind of assault charge should be filed against Mason. Rudolph for trying to twist Miles Garrett's helmet off his head and then kicking him in his man parts. Like, that's just, that's not allowed either out on the streets. That's just, that's not something you're allowed to do. It's something that happens in football games, but that doesn't mean that it's okay and you're allowed to do it. Uh, Doyle Clifton Piper tweeted in at Score North and at Jay Zulgad, Remy making no sense. Miles Garrett was intent to hurt. He swung a helmet a good 20 to 30 seconds after the sack. And then uh, Tony said, Remy is an idiot, not a 
lawyer. Tony, I want to thank you for uh, being the first person to hurl a personal insult at me using the correct spelling of my name. Did he really? Well done, nice sir. Nice job, Tony. Appreciate it. You know what it, I man. want to know? I want what? to know what Randy and Cottage Grove thinks, but that's just me. Randy, if you're listening, 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKOR North, and that's the number for uh, anybody to dial or the Twitter account to chime in and uh, misspell my name and hurl personal insults at me. Just remember, I have a fragile, fragile ego, and I will go home, curl up in the fetal tonight, and cry myself to sleep. Let's go to Zach in Robbinsdale. You're on Mackie and Judd with Rami. What's up, Zach? Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Good, man. Good, good. No, I uh, I definitely think, you know, Mason Rudolph, if uh, Miles wouldn't have been holding the helmet, I'd, I would have been all right with him uh, throwing a couple of fists at Mason. He definitely deserved it, but the helmet definitely took it too far. Um, but I, I am uh, – I was kind of surprised it got de-escalated as quickly as it did. It got de-escalated? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it could have gotten even uglier than that after him throwing the helmet. I mean, it's pretty you know, bad. The, the Steelers coming in – I mean, yeah, he kicked – kick the guy in the head but i mean they could have it could have got even worse than that and i i'm surprised it got calmed down as quick as it did thanks for the call appreciate it zach yeah i I didn't need to see i'm being i see his point but we certainly didn't need to see any more than that i mean it should have been over long before right i mean it didn't really de-escalate after that gary got gary got tackled and kicked and punched while he was on the ground pouncey got three games for essentially well he did a lot of things wrong but kicking a man in the head is also a major problem yeah the whole thing i would say so the whole thing was and here's the here's the saddest thing about the entire or the stupidest thing about it the game was over right like this was you know this wasn't a second quarter dust-up where you're like, oh boy, this game's tight and now they're fighting. And the only, the only storyline, so the, the game itself obviously got overshadowed. But the other storyline, too, is how about the poor Pittsburgh receiver who was concussed and bleeding out the ear? Yeah, dude. That That's, was scary. Like, for all we talk about yeah. now, this league going in a different direction and being careful. And, you know, I mean, we are now... And I didn't... In 1975, you're, you're like, that guy's bleeding out the ear. Wow. Right. Now it's like, ooh, no, that's that's really scary. And I, I didn't think Demarius Randall was targeting his head necessarily, but he did what the mistake that a lot of guys make and, and why you got to throw that flag, even if there isn't intent. Right. He came in looking straight at the ground. Right. And I don't know how how players are are getting to the NFL and and staying in the league for years on end, not knowing that that's not how you tackle and you can't tackle like that because forget like okay you're putting other people at risk. How many guys have we seen knock themselves out or hurt themselves seriously because they go in tackling like that? Like that's how you give yourself a concussion or break your own neck. I was gonna say paralyze yourself. Yeah, absolutely. That's I know. So, uh, so again, I know Demarius Randall wasn't trying to knock that dude silly and and make him bleed out his ear, but you can't have that. You just simply cannot have that. The art of using your helmet in in a tackle should be gone by now. Yes, it just should be gone. Yeah, it's not taught, right? It's I'm, not. It's not taught by you know. I'm sure at one time it was. Hey, you know, just tackle the guy like that. But now it's not. So, yeah, and, and I understand that there are times where there are going to be glancing blows with helmets because of positions of receivers change and they they twist at the last second. So I get that it's not completely avoidable, but that type of hit to me is the type of hit, accidental or not, where you say, how are we still here? Right. 
you know, 2019, how are we still here? Yeah. Here's a tweet from Andy. He says, this argument on Score North is ridiculous. We teach, teach kids in grade school that, quote, he started it is no excuse. Rudolph maybe gets a flag for tugging on the helmet. Garrett should go to jail for hitting someone with one, especially on the head with what we know about concussions. Well, if we're going to relate this to what we teach kids, we also teach kids not to use physical violence when you lose your temper. And that's what Mason Rudolph did. And he was the first one on that football field to do it. Yeah, the whole thing to me... It got bad, but the whole thing to me struck me as sort of a, a, a football dust-up until the helmet came off. And get, when Garrett swung it, it took it to a Nobody. whoa. But, but the whole thing, and look, again, I'm with you. If you find Rudolph or suspend him for a game, and there are a lot of people like, you can't do that, I think it's absolutely fine. I have no problem with that. Everybody should pay something for this. If nothing else, because the entire thing is in prime time, standalone game, and a complete, as I said, black eye to to a league which has gone out of its way to tell us how much it's distancing itself or attempting to from this violence culture, right? Right. Like everything they can do, they're telling us, no hits to the head, no this, no that. We're, we're very concerned about public perception. And then you have that? So, yeah, I mean, I I would have no problem if they come out with more fines, and they probably should, I'm going to, I'll be the last guy saying, well, now you've gone too far. Because I don't think you can. we got to get to a quick break. I'm sure Jason Fitz of uh, ESPN has thoughts on this situation. He's going to join us right after this. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North on 1500 and on the Score North mobile app. Hey, guys, it's Mackie here for Luther Brookdale Toyota on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. Cannot tell you guys enough about the brand-new 2019 RAV4 XLE that I've been driving all summer long. The RAV4, there's a reason why it's one of the most popular vehicles in the country right now. It's the best combination of the spaciousness of an SUV and the handling of a Camry or a Corolla. Durable, powerful, safety features galore, technology galore. It's actually the first car I've had with Apple CarPlay built into the uh, the front deck. And I just love the fact that I can tap on the Score North app whenever I want to. Well, I know, I'm biased. Um, I also love the fact that I get lane assist and with cruise control, my car senses how far the other cars are in front of me. So I don't have to slam on the brakes. It does that for me. It's amazing. LutherBrookdaleToyota.com or just stop in. Open until 9 o'clock tonight on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. Jonathan here with the Score North download brought to you by AutoZone. You can download the Score North mobile app and make sure you register for listing rewards. This month, one lucky app user will win a $200 Visa gift card just for having the mobile app. All you got to do is download the app, register that app, and enter through listing rewards. And you enter for your chance to win a $200 Visa gift card. Vikings injury report released today. Listed as out, we've got four Vikings. Anthony Harris, Adam Thielen, Josh Klein, and Linval Joseph, the only questionable member so far for Sunday's game against the Broncos is Andrew Sendejo. In search of a car battery that won't let you down, even in the lowest of temperatures, AutoZone has you covered. They have the proven tough Duralast batteries you need to plow through winter. They're tested in the most extreme conditions, so you can count on them to deliver when you need it the most. Just visit AutoZone.com to learn more. That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Jared with Rami. 
Thank you, Jonathan, on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. And joining us now on the show, you catch this guy on uh, Golik and Wingo weekday mornings on ESPN Radio as well as on Countdown to uh, Game Day on uh, various outlets. And he joins us every week at this time. Jason Fitz. Jason, how are you this afternoon, sir? Doing fantastic. It's finally warm. And I'm in Waco, Texas, where it is actually in the 60s. So I'm, I'm thawing out from too much time in that winter weather. So, you know, just hearing you guys talk about battery life in winter reminds me that winter is calm. Um, yeah, it's cold here, isn't, Fitz, so isn't, thanks a lot. Isn't 60-something cold for people there, though? I've seen people bundled up in winter jackets in warm weather areas when it gets down to, like, 60. Yeah, no, it is cold for people down here, but I'm telling you, people <laughs> all, like, we had the chance to walk out on the field and the sun's beating down on the field. I was doing the opposite of snow angels. I was doing... Uh, just lie on the field, angels in the grass of glory of, of, of 60 degree weather. So I'm basking in all of it. Glad you like it so much down there. That sounds fantastic. Jason. I, well, I don't really know anything about Waco, but I know the sun and the field are beautiful at this point. That's all I need. I want your thoughts on, on the whole Miles Garrett thing last night and Mason Rudolph. And I'll just recap Judd and I's debate over the last 35, 40 minutes or so, which is that. Both of us agree what Miles Garrett did is inexcusable, and and the the suspension he received is fine. All the other suspensions in this thing are fine. Where we disagree is Judd thinks criminal charges should be pressed. I think that's a little bit too much, and uh, I think that Mason Rudolph should be suspended also. And I think he he played a big part in in escalating this thing to the point that it did. And then Miles Garrett crossed a line that you just can't cross. Well, uh, here's the thing. We all agree Miles Garrett uh, definitely crashed across the line he can't cross. And frankly, uh, however long he ends up out of the NFL, I'm okay with it. And I don't care if it's one year. I don't care if it's two. I, I don't care. However long it is, I'm okay with it. Because when you take a, a helmet and you use it as a weapon in a game, there is no punishment that is too severe. Now, uh, for Mason Rudolph's portion of this, you know, uh, as much as he instigated a fight, and, and he definitely did. I mean, you, you saw him try and corkscrew the helmet off of uh, Miles Garrett, and you saw him obviously uh, continue to walk up, and then we have the kicks to the no-no places that everybody keeps showing the pictures of. And uh, ultimately, though I look at all of those things and say, okay, in a normal game, he is taking somebody's helmet off a fine or a suspension. In a normal game, if you if you get into fisticuffs, as we say, and you take somebody's helmet off, that's just going to be a fine. And I would have had no problem with that. The other part of it is obviously the, the kick or the punch, depending on what we're looking at through all of it. Well, the kick or the punch, the no-no places, every time there's a fumble, what, what happens there? So for me, it's tough to look at Miles Garrett and say, okay, every time they pile up, we know that the, you know you hear the legends of fumble pile stories and what guys do to each other, and they're just to try and walk away from the football. We're taking the action of – Miles Garrett and what he did, and we're suddenly assigning his loss of control to what the punishment should be for Mason Rudolph. If Mason Rudolph had simply done what he did and he didn't get hit in the face with a helmet, do we think he would have been suspended? I don't. So I'm not going to take. Uh, I'm not going to take Miles' inability to control himself as a reason why we should punish Mason Rudolph differently. So I have no problem. I thought he was going to get fined. I didn't think he'd get suspended. Right. I'm a little surprised he didn't get fined, but I also don't have a huge problem with it. How did disturbing? To you as well was that whole scene too because I I mean to see a player do and, and look I, I get it we probably have had instances at times where guys have uh, thrown or swung helmets before so it's not unprecedented but just the whole scene to me too if you're the league it's a it's a Thursday night game it's a standalone game which is not it it makes it worse in some ways but just the whole scene how disturbing was that for you to witness. 
I mean, it's a nightmare. I mean, it, it truly, it's a nightmare when you think about the scenario because, and, and Lewis Riddick was one that said it on Twitter and said it, he's right. As much as we don't, we, people will roll their eyes at this statement, but the fact is, this is the same quarterback that a few weeks ago had his face mask removed and had to be helped off the field with the concussion. If he takes more of the helmet to the head, if that, if that hit is just a little more accurate, are we, are we suddenly seeing an image of his teeth flying out? Are we suddenly seeing an image of blood going everywhere? I mean, he could have seriously been hurt there. And the fact that he wasn't seriously hurt makes everybody very, very lucky. But it doesn't, to me, mitigate the, uh, the, the punishment to be there. But that, that's part of the horrific part of this. And the other thing, too, is that ultimately, if it had been Baker Mayfield that took that helmet to the, the, the face, if it was Tom Brady that took that helmet to the face, I mean, what would the reaction be if it was, oh, dear God, Aaron Rodgers that took a helmet to the face from a Vikings defensive player, no matter who it might be, the league would absolutely be exploding. So uh, this is as bad as it gets for the league from an optics sense, and that's why they had to come out and make a very strong statement, which I, to, to their credit, to Roger Goodell's credit, somebody I don't credit a ton, Roger Goodell earns my, in my, deserves some credit to me for coming in and acting swiftly and harshly. I think Tom Brady, if, if a helmet got swung at his face, that would get the most reaction. Cause that face, man, I mean, that face right there, you, you don't want to do any damage to that it's face. It's too pretty. It's too pretty. You can't be swinging helmets at that thing. Yeah, but ultimately he'd still find a way to get like a cool scar out of it. It would be a bad scar. And he'd only get more ruggedly good looking. So. Tom Brady is not trying to uh, to twist anybody's neck, though. That's the thing with Tom. He would get up and be like, I'm out of here. I'll see you later. Bye. I'm not doing this. That's, so. that's also true. Oh, you're absolutely right about that. Mason Rudolph is lucky. I mean, through all that happened for it, he's lucky it wasn't worse because he did continue. You know, I'm a little brother, and every little brother knows what it's like when you think you can push and push and push, and then all of a sudden big brother pushes back, and you think, oh, God, I went too far. <laughs> what have I, I done? <laughs> what have I done? Hey, the, I've been there. The one guy who actually impressed me, though, was Baker. I, I thought the fact that he got up there immediately and said, it's embarrassing, he's going to be suspended. For, for all the times and... He certainly has had moments uh, during the course of this year of immaturity. What Mayfield did there, I actually liked. And I saw some critics saying he's got to defend his teammate. Jason Fitz, in this case, I think absolutely positively what Baker Mayfield did was a 1,000% correct. You are so right, and that was a home run moment for him. I mean, that was an incredible moment for Baker Mayfield because what was most impressive to me was his first comments as he was coming off the field. He hadn't even had the chance to get to the locker room. He hadn't had the chance to be coached by anybody on how to handle it. In the heat of the moment, he handled it perfectly. And that's a reminder that for all that we talk about for Baker, he does know at certain times where the line is. And and that's one thing for anybody that's trying to defend Miles Garrett today that you saw last night. You saw Baker Mayfield immediately make comments that were saying it's inexcusable. You saw Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry on NFL Network before they'd had the chance to go in and really decompress from all of it. They came in and said it was ugly and it it was an embarrassment. I mean, these are players. You don't see players ever bag on teammates, and that's what every one of these Browns and and Freddie Kitchens, they all came through in the process and basically said inexcusable, can't ever happen. There's no way to justify it. We don't care what led to it. Those are all the right things to say, and it's a little stunning in today's world to see it.
Talking with Jason Fitz of ESPN here on Mackie and Judd with Rami as we do every Friday afternoon. Jason, I was, uh, I, it was actually my first college football game ever last week, witnessing Minnesota knock off Penn State in person. And that, that was quite the sight. But when Penn State had the ball in the final few minutes of the game and they were driving and getting close to the end zone and it looked like they would take the lead, you could feel the nervousness in TCF Bank Stadium. And with good reason, Minnesota sports fans have, have been let down before. Or what were you thinking when you were watching that that final sequence that obviously ended up with the uh, the interception and the Gophers pulling off the upset? I really didn't think it would happen, you know. And, and uh, I felt I felt good about it because remember when we were talking last week, I said Minnesota was going to be able to give them more than a game than anybody seemed to want to give them credit for. Uh, but still, there's a moment where you just think, okay, Penn State's been here so many times, they're going to know how to get through this situation, and Minnesota just isn't. And Man, I, I, it was an incredible win. It was an incredible moment. And what I've been saying to everybody from from over the last week is if you were a person that a week ago said, you know what, Penn State can beat Ohio State. If that was a phrase that came out of your mouth, now you have to replace Penn State with Minnesota because they win and they didn't win by fluke. They didn't win by one of those weird Saturdays. They won because they were the better team. And that's why the committee moved them high, so high in the rankings. They showed they were the better team, and now, yeah, as much as we've been laughing about Minnesota controlling their own destiny, I can tell you there are people, and you'll have to watch to find out who, but there are people on game day that will make the argument that Minnesota can actually still lose a game and still get to the college football playoff. That's how much the narrative changed. Whoa, 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 tell us more. I can see it. I mean, I don't want to take anybody else's thunder, but there's some big games left in front of them. And that that was an, an actual phrase I heard today. So you'll see it on the broadcast tomorrow from one of the stars of game day. And I'm just telling you, that's how much the conversation changed over the course of the last several days because of one win. And that's what one win can do for a program. That's what one win with the right coach can do for a program. Everything, all the feel goods we've been talking about for the last two months for LSU and Coach Orgeron, rightfully so, are starting to happen for Minnesota and P.J. Fleck, also rightfully so. They just got to go out and take care of business against Iowa. Not easy to do, given their lack of success against Iowa, but they are a better football team than Iowa. So I got to believe that they'll go out and win, and I think they're going to win. They know that winning stylistically right now matters. So I look for Minnesota to come out charged up and feel the opportunity in season. Odds that game day is here, sir, for Badgers golfers in three weeks then. I feel like it's it's past the point of good, and it's, it's to the point of darn good. I mean, really? that, that's, I, I I feel like I don't have any inside knowledge on it, uh, and when I do, really? I'll, you'll be the first to know from me. Uh, but it, there, it, the chatter has been there. The conversation is there. And like I said, I mean, there's such a belief right now in what that matchup means, even if one of the even if Minnesota took a loss, that Minnesota Wisconsin game still means so stinking much. I, I feel like the the odds are. Uh, they went up so much from last week, and now I'm looking at it. It's circled on my calendar. I feel like we're going to be there. I feel like we're all going to be hanging out in Minnesota in a couple weeks. Real quick, Jason, before we let you go. <laughs> oh, man, I like to hear that. We'll come hang out with You'll you. You'll be actually, in the studio then, right? Actually, you know what? Just my luck. I'll be out of town. I'm going home for Thanksgiving that weekend. So just just my I'll luck. I'll be here with but you. That'll be good nonetheless for uh, the Gophers and Gophers fans. The Vikings got the Broncos this weekend. My partner here, Judd Zolgad, has already moved on to that game. He's already moved on past the bye week and is on to Seattle, Jason. My fear is... 
trap game. And my my co-host hates that term, but my fear is trap game against the Broncos on Sunday. Coming off the big win against the Cowboys, some guys may be planning with the wife and the kids what they're doing in the bye week, and they lose focus. Is that a concern, Jason Fitz? Not a concern for me, and I've talked to some people that, that have some connections within that organization. There's a feeling within the Vikings organization, from the best sense that I can get, that they're not getting the respect they deserve. So instead of trap game, they're now playing the respect game, which is almost as cliche. But if that's what it takes, <laughs> I mean, if, it, if that's what it takes to keep them dialed in, this Broncos team is very beatable, and they have not played particularly well throughout the course of the year. Uh, I know that's the type of game the Vikings have found a way to lose, but I think Kirk Cousins comes out, Dalvin Cook, they're going to they're going to come out and and show the Broncos what's up and go into the uh, go into the bye game or the bye week on, on a high for sure for me. That's Jason Fitz. Catch him on Golik and Wingo weekday mornings right here on ESPN Radio and on Countdown to kick off tomorrow and uh, every Friday right here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. I always appreciate it, Fitz. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you. You guys have a great weekend. See you. you too, man. There's Jason Fitz joining us. So he basically assured us that yeah, I think game that was a guarantee. Going to be here. If he doesn't, we hold him responsible, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and he's saying, and, and it makes perfect sense, right? Because in in three weeks, in three weeks, I don't know what what the schedule is like, but my guess is there might not be a, a huge game. And at this point in time, Badgers, Gophers, and Gophers home game in particular is just a great story. Here's the other thing, too. They know that if they come here, Fleck is going to make it worth their while, right? Like, PJ on TV oh, yeah. is going to be good TV. Yeah, for sure. He's not going to be stoic football coach. He's going to be dapperly dressed. He's, he's going to have be, motivational well, things to and, say. Yeah, he's just good. Yeah, he's going to be ready to go. So, he's going to be rowing that boat. I'm, I'm going to say right now, off of what Jason Fitz just told us, that it will be an upset if in three weeks game day is not here on campus. It'll be an upset now. I, I would think. be I would be thoroughly surprised, and I'm going to they deserve it too. And I'm by gonna, the way, and I'm they do blame deserve Jason it. Fitz. They absolutely deserve they it. They deserve it. They if they lose to, to Iowa, this. then I don't think. Well, they the, come. no, 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 no. Okay. no. This they is predicated. This Iowa. is predicated on on you take care of the Hawkeyes, you beat Northwestern, which is a terrible team this season. But if you do that, I think you've taken care of everything. I really think uh, Vikings and Gophers have potential trap games on the schedule this week. Well, the Gophers game wouldn't be... I don't think it'd be a trap game because the Hawkeyes are good. They're good, they're, but you're coming off the biggest I see win what you're saying. in the history of the program or in the recent history of the program. It's a road game, too. And you have the rival Badgers yeah. and the battle for Paul Bunyan's axe and everything that'll be involved in that game. Win or lose against Iowa, they're going to be high stakes in that game in terms of the division and who's going to go on to the Big Ten Championship. That's that's a game that they could be that looking... That could be a tough game. Listen. They could be looking ahead to. That's a tough game, too. And the have, Hawkeyes are, they have not won at Kinnick Stadium in 20 years, okay? So that's just a tough game. Has it been 20 years? 1999. Last time that they won in Iowa City. So that's a tough game. Good defense, not a great team, but a good team. Road game. You haven't won in 20 years. That's tough. The, the Vikings, no excuses on Sunday. Seriously, I'm done with this game. I'm done with this game. I know the Broncos have a nice defense. You can't tell me that a 27-year-old career backup quarterback who was a sixth-round pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars is going to come into this building and provide a, a threat. In fact, I have a, a write-that-down guarantee about what the Vikings defense is going to do on Sunday. Oh? Yes. A write-that-down? Let's just say I think they're going to contribute mightily to the victory. Really? Yes. 27-year-old Brandon <laughs> Allen, right? Like, he could be my next-door neighbor. I wouldn't even know him. <laughs> it's the most undynamic. I mean, he has Do you my know your current neighbors? <laughs> That's my point. It might be Brandon Allen. <laughs>
<laughs> you haven't known it? He might live next door. To this door. point, you haven't known it? I think my next door neighbor's name is Keith, so it's probably not you him, think? but anyway. How long have you lived there? Uh, 2000. 20 How years. long have they lived there? <laughs> 20 years or so. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, newsflash, I don't associate with my neighbors. I don't really Surprising. either. I like them. They seem like nice people, but I'm not big on associating with them. Yeah, people. just don't, don't get on my nerves. We're going to be fine neighbors. I'm the we're same. not going to be friends, but we're going to be fine neighbors. I'm the guy on Halloween who shuts off the lights. Oh yeah, my dog, little Stella, she's not going in any other yard, okay? <laughs> Do you have a fence? Yeah. Well, then that's not going to happen. I don't know. And, and the front yard, if I have a dog, if I, unless it's a really big dog, I don't know if I'd even notice for the most part if a, if a strange dog came by. You know, I see signs in people's yards like no no poop on the grass, but like if you live along, like, and this is a long walking path. So like in my neighborhood, there are walking paths, and there are yards next to the walking path that says, please no poop on, on the yard. Yep. But like if a dog pulls up, pick it up. I'm going to pit up. Okay. But that's it's, all I ask. Okay. All right. So that's what you mean. I yeah. think there are people who just don't want dogs pooping on their lawn. And it's no, like, no, I don't care. Dude, you live on a walking path. Yeah. People are walking their dogs here. If your dog goes, does his business on oh, the no, yard, yeah, you, you should better be, pick it up. You should be picking it up. it up wherever it is, whether it's yeah. somebody's yard or not. Because that's how, that's how the plague starts, which is why you shouldn't be taking your phones in bathrooms. Unless you forget a bag sometimes. And then you just bend, I mean, bend down as if you are picking it, it up, but you don't. And then you get up and walk away. That's happened. I've done that before. It's happened. The fake pickup? Or... I've done the fake pickup. Or... This happened. Stella? Oh, yeah. Because I forget a bag, and, and then I'm, I'm like, but if person in the house saw Stella doing her business Oh, yeah, here, you got to fake it. So you got to mime I, it. I do the fake bend down as if I'm picking it up, and then I get up and just walk away. I've... Uh, this happened, the next time I see you, I'm throwing dog poop at This happened to me a few oh, days ago. Dog. I was... Uh, my, dog, my dog did his business, and I only had one bag in my pocket, and I pulled out the bag, and it had a big rip in it. That's just not yep. getting picked up. <laughs> That's right? not, you know what? I'm not getting poop on you. my hand. I'm, oh, not, I don't, I'm not getting no. poop on my hand, no, man. I'm I wouldn't sorry. either. And you just, of all people, no, you, you aren't no. for sure. Yeah, no. But I don't blame you for that. That's simply not going to happen. But I did I did mime it. Just in case anybody, oh, I mime just it. In case anybody saw. The fake, I definitely pretended. That's very, that's very Seinfeldian. Hey, uh, Tim tweeted in, I'm out as a listener indefinitely for Rami is tweeting's take on Miles Garrett's situation. Pretty gross. So he's suspending himself from the show, just yes. like Miles Garrett's. He'll been come back when Miles, when Miles Garrett is reinstated. Well, that might be a year from now. Who knows? Because <laughs> they're both indefinitely suspended. Do you think he's back next season to start? Garrett? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Me too. I do. You just have to wait for all the all the hysteria to come. Here's out. my guess. My guess is he meets with Goodell in let's say April or something. He is sent. There, there's a press release that comes out, just news dump sort of deal that he's going to uh, uh, seek. Anger counseling of some sort, right? Like something like that. Yeah, for sure. He'll do it if he gets through that class, which obviously he will. He'll be back on opening day next week. All right, Jonathan's frantically signaling break because we oh, have no, to, we get have to, to okay. write that down. And uh, fear not, Phil Mackey will be back right after this. Less Rami. Order restored. On Mackey and Jen Order with restored. Rami on 1500. Scoredorth.com and the Scoredorth mobile app. Mackey here. Now, I've been talking about the new lineup of award-winning TCL TVs with superior 4K picture quality and Dolby Vision. And now, TCL has new soundbars. The TCL Alto soundbar, simple to set up, and with available wireless subwoofers, TCL creates a truly immersive viewing and listening experience. The TCL Alto soundbars provide precision playback for any TV, and they play music from smartphones and laptops. 
TCL brings you excellent picture quality, sleek design, and stunning resolution. And now the TCL Alto soundbars deliver superb sound all at an affordable cost. The TCL Roku TV has endless entertainment with easy access to over a half million TV episodes and movies and thousands of streaming channels. I experience TCL daily with the TVs in the Scorner Studios. Everything looks great, but sports look especially amazing. TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand and available at major retailers everywhere. Learn more at TCLUSA.com. Oh, don't like that guy? Wouldn't do it with that guy? TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember. Write that down. Hey, dudes. What's happening? What's going That's on? how you come in. Hey, yeah. hey, yeah, Phil. Hey, what's going on? Hey, buddy. What's up? Hey, Rami. I, uh, I'm, I'm, we'll get to write that down here, obviously. But I just like I've, <laughs> so I, I've been in, uh, I've been in like, I've been in meetings all day. So uh, I, I look at my Twitter and it's like, I'm just gonna read through it. Rami needs to concede to Judge. Bad no, take no, on Miles Garrett. Read him with Mackie the, needs to chime read him in with the actual pronunciation of my name that they spelled. <laughs> well, one of them is. Let me go through it here. All right, someone. Someone should let the Bar Association know that the crime for attempted murder is no longer a crime, according to Rami. Is tweeting. What I said. Uh, this guy says, Ramir, you're Ramir. flat out wrong on this. <laughs> this guy says, Mackie's correct. I haven't even talked about it yet today. Mackie hasn't been on the air. But he knows correct. Yeah, but he knows the show. He knows that, right? They must right confuse us. So we'll, we'll definitely get to that at some point. But, but uh, gentlemen... Write that down is coming down here to the final six weeks, okay? If you're new to this segment, we make predictions every Friday on this show, and we keep track of those predictions and our batting averages and hold each other accountable. And a lot of stuff came off the board this week, and we have some interesting things happening with the batting title race, all right? That's a hell of a tease. You guys ready wow. for this? All right. All right? Yeah. Let's start with the listeners. Who, by the way, the listeners have had, I think Rami barely overtook the listeners for the batting average lead last week. So it was it was listeners were on top for like six months batting mm-hmm. over three hundred, mm-hmm. and uh, and Rami was right there and Rami caught them last week and Judd and I have been nipping at their heels. Let's start with the listeners, okay? Drew V had a four part prediction, so all four of Ooh. these things have to happen what? for his prediction to be correct. It's bold. Number one, Gophers lose to Penn State. The other three things don't even matter. (laughs) Oh, I remember seeing this one in our mentions after the game. He also said Gophers will lose to Iowa and Wisconsin, and each loss will be by seven or more points. But Sorry, negative Drew. Uh, Nick said the Vikings will lose in Dallas. Nate said there'd be a controversial officiating call that would either directly cause the Gophers or the Vikings to lose this weekend. Mike JS, these are a couple uh, that we're cleaning up from earlier in the year. Mike JS said after watching all 16 pitches of Baltimore outfielders Stevie Wilkerson come in under 60 miles an hour, a major league team will use a position player to pitch in a close game in the playoffs this season. And Zone Blitz predicted Judd will inadvertently anger the wives of at least three twins' wives with clunky tweets before the twins clinch the division. I missed that one before. That was you showed wow. restraint three, on Twitter. Three was a hell of a three was a lot though. Twins' wives don't. I mean, that was Blake Parker's wife, and that was an honest mistake, and I felt bad. So, if you're keeping score at home, that's an O for five spot for the listeners oh. this week. Such a shame. Nice. Such a shame. Uh, Judd, you said the Gophers would go one and, or I'm sorry, the Vikings would go one and four in primetime games. 
They're already 2-0, yeah. so they can't go on a Fair enough. But you did say the Gophers would upset Penn State. Yeah. And you said Rocco Baldelli would win American League Manager of the Year. And by the way, I think I said that in like April. Yeah, we gave I you. I looked it up. We gave you. Uh, I believe we gave you a double on that one because you said it after their hot start. Yeah, that was oh boy. All right, so uh, Pretty incredible. Yeah. Nice job, uh, Jonathan. You said the Gophers and Vikings would both win this weekend. Whoa. That is a home run. That is a home run. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Well that. done. Yeah. Round the bases. You guys questioned it at the time. Jonathan Harrison, uh, uh, how many home runs do you have this season? I don't know. Let me go through here. You're the one keeping the stats. I don't think there's that many home runs on the board. No, I haven't taken that many home run swings this year. Uh, you, did, you did say that the Twins would have. I used to only do that. You said the Twins would have three or more game uh, that would have three more games this weekend against the Rays, and they would win all. Th- you said they'd sweep the Rays. Basically, that was a home run <laughs> early in the year, uh, which we already gave you credit for. So nice job. Uh, Jonathan also said the Seattle Sounders would win the MLS Cup, but you said that before MLS Cup, so it wasn't. And they did. Yep. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Manny. Manny said Carmelo Anthony will not play this season. Yeah. All right. He just got signed by Portland. <laughs> well, he hasn't played. So yet. He hasn't played yet. Okay. Well, if he, I mean, he signed with the Bulls. Still he could happen. Never stepped on the court. Okay. That's if he does, that is true. He, if he doesn't play, then we'll we'll go back. And so, what are we trying to help competitors? We're just not. saying. I'm just. Done. I'm fair. Yeah, I'm fair and yet. just. That's like a whole mile. Where's your helmet? Thing. I'd like to swing at your head. <laughs> We're not trying to help him. We're trying to take a hit away from him. And let's just say Rami, uh, I mean, we haven't gotten to Rami yet, but you might want to stop helping I mean, your uh, competitor. <laughs> I mean, Des Bryant signed with the Saints last year and then never played because he got hurt. All right, in we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Uh, you did say Kirk Cousins would throw exactly two picks on Sunday against the Cowboys, but. Mm-hmm. Manny said LSU will beat Alabama and Joe Burrow will throw at least two touchdown passes. That's a triple. Little parlay. Said Tennessee will beat Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Cody Bellinger will be the National League MVP. Oh, yes, sir. (laughs) And he said the Gophers would win at least nine games this season. Wow, Manny. Big week for Manny. Manny Where to go? Four hits for Manny Hill this week. Wow, well done, Mm -hmm. sir. You you are the... uh, St. Louis Blues of last year. You stunk, and now you're good. <laughs> I still have. Uh, I still do have. Uh, Gophers will win the Big Ten West on the board, which I predicted back in the summer. So that should be like. That's a at least don't a, jinx at least it. A triple. Don't jinx it. No, that's, a, saying, that's a home run. That's if you're a home right. run. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I said Kirk Cousins would throw for two plus touchdowns, no interceptions, and 250 plus yards. Which he came up just shy of the yardage there. Uh, at some point, I said Teddy Bridgewater will play for the Patriots in 2019, and now that the trade deadline's passed, and I, again, if, if it somehow happens, then we'll put it back on the board, but probably not going to happen. Uh, I told you guys the Vikings would split against KC and Dallas. That happened. Uh, and that Kirk Cousins would win at least two primetime games this year, including playoffs. Well, he's already 2-0, and including the, uh, the Thursday night game. And that brings us to, coming into the week, batting average leader... Rami Mm-hmm. you said, and you were uh, you were quick to. Uh, well, let's start with this one. You said the Gophers would not beat Penn State. I did, Mr. Negative. To counter me, negative so take. negative. He did it directly to try and counter my prediction. You're, uh, you're, well. you're in Rami's head in mm-hmm. this game. Uh, you said Amari Cooper would have at least one touchdown of at least twenty yards or more. How long was his touchdown? 12 yards. Okay. Mm. All right. He had a 20-yard reception, but it was not a touchdown. Okay. And he had a huge game. Yeah. So you kind of t- danced around all yeah, of it. Yeah, I know. 
None of it came. I true. got too cute. I got too cute with that prediction. And uh, and now we have to go back to to tie to tie in these last three here. So we already docked Rami for predicting Kirk Cousins would be benched on or before Week Nine. So he already was docked for that. Uh, in that same week, Rami also said Mike Zimmer will be fired before the Week Eleven game, unless he gets fired today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It is Friday afternoon, but for a Friday news dump. But but Rami said. That he would be wrong about those last two predictions regarding wow. Cousins and yeah. Zimmer. There we go. A, 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 a very nice professional hedge. Savvy move. By Rami Savvy move right there. Way to ground a second. Move that guy to third, Rami. <laughs> You're learning how to play. Write that down. Figuring it out. Good job, man. So here are the current batting average Triple standings. Triple write that down. <laughs> From Toledo, it's Rami Makhlouf. Well, these are the standings. Okay. I have now taken the lead with a 301 batting average, slugging 677. Judd has a 298 batting average. Rami's at 297. Oh! The listeners are at 295. So the top four all separated by six points in batting average with six weeks to go. Down the stretch we come. Manny is up to 265, knocking on the door after just a terrible start to the year. Jonathan's at 240, which is, I think, his high point for like the last eight months. And our guest predictors continue to be terrible with a 214 batting average. So this is the most dramatic we've ever had, the write-that-down batting average race this late in the season. This is great. The year of the pitcher, no question about it, with those averages. The <laughs> year of the pitcher. <laughs> I'm the Carl Yastrzemski. <laughs> yeah, 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 triple crown. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's go Break around the room. Down. We'll start with Judd, Jonathan, Manny, Rami, and Matthew. All right, I'm going to start with where I started last week. Gopher football team will beat... Iowa on Saturday. Mr. The Gophers are going to win again and beat Iowa on Saturday as we get closer and closer to the presence of game day before the Wisconsin game. Yeah, now there's like leaked emails coming out that people are, it doesn't say game day, but people yeah. are being asked to volunteer for a big event Let's on campus. Let's call it damn game. Yeah. Let's call it the damn game. That's what it'll be. Write it down. You like writing things down. Uh, day of college games. Write this down. All right, Jonathan, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to buy into Andrew Wiggins here. He will make the All-Star game this year. Look at this guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. <laughs> Feeling it. Let's Write go. it down. You like writing things down. Oh. Write this down. Over to Manny. Uh, P.J. Fleck will be the Big Ten Coach of the Year. Ah, man. Manny's, look, at, look at Manny, playing the, Manny that, playing the game yeah. right now. <laughs> That's laying down Come a bunt against hey. a shift. That's it. what he's this doing. Is actually, Come on, dude. This is brilliant. Base. It's this. brilliant pacing. He's 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 gotten the average up to two sixty five, and now he's going to bunt his way to a three hundred. Damn, average. Skippy, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, no shame. I don't want base. I can't blame you one bit for that. Get on base. That's write all, it down. You like writing things down? Sabermetrics, baby. Just get on base. <laughs> sabermetrics. Bunting is sabermetrics. Now <laughs> go the other way, man. Yep. Hit that ball to left field. Way to go, Manny. All right, over to uh, to Rami. I will. Uh, I <clears throat> I was going to save this, but. Since he got it out of the way, Andrew Wiggins is going to make the All Star game. Are you guys? Are, I feel like you have to you one up one, that. That's a rule. You do. You got to one up it. I have to one up it. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the rule. We made it earlier this year. If you have the same prediction, you got to one up it. Andrew Wiggins is going to start in the All Star game. Whoa. Whoa! I like how you're giving away points <laughs> right now. <laughs> This, this is like a guy who loses a bunch for of, next season, but right. This but is that's this not is, bad. This is a guy who loses a bunch of money at the blackjack table and just like triples his bet for no reason. <laughs> 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 Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down? Wow, since from I feel like I have to I have to make a Wiggins prediction now. All right, yeah, you're the resident Wiggins chief. Okay, the Timberwolves will not trade Wiggins 
for at least the next two calendar years. And they will win a playoff series in the next two years. So they will not trade Wiggins for at least two calendar years, and they will win a playoff series sometime in the next two seasons, either this year or next year. Write that down. Write it down. You mm. like writing things down. The parlay. Uh, okay. Andrew Wiggins will not make the All-Star game this season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's honestly, like, that's less likely than... I think I think you're on the wrong side of the uh, the odds there at this point. Write this on, down. Oh, right write it down. You like writing things down. Right now I am. Mm-hmm. I'll do another basketball one here. Carmelo Anthony will be released or traded by Portland by the end of January. Okay. It's not going to go well. Yeah, what's he going to do? Like, <laughs> What is it you say you do here? <laughs> I, I, was, <laughs> I was watching one of those shows this morning. They were talking about, because he sat out all year basically last year after he got cut, and they were trying to speculate, what's his role going to be in this? Well, Probably like 16 minutes a game. So he comes in once in the first half, once in the second half, and they just like let him do his Carmelo thing. Like, well, which is why sign him just then? launch shots, man. <laughs> yeah, just miss shots just now. Chuck it, man. You said by the end of January. Yep. Okay. Write it down. You like writing things down. Wait, did Write they see my down. jump shot before they made that choice? Because I'm out I there. I think man. that's why they signed Carmelo. <laughs> I'm available. They I'm got it saying. confused. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I know thought I, it was mellow. I know Wiggins isn't playing tonight. Timberwolves, just saying. You know what's you bad? Know how to get a hold when of me. Rami and Judd understand like where to shoot from on the court more than Andrew, more than uh, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony does. Even Judd, Judd throwing one arm like softball basketball was, shots was, at the rim is a more efficient way of going about it than Carmelo Anthony's career to this point. Uh, where are we at here? Write this down. Back to Manny. Uh, Andrew Wiggins will be the NBA's most improved player. This season, he will win the Most Improved Player Award this season. Somebody is already—I don't know who—but somebody I think is already on the record with that prediction. So like somebody can maybe? write that down. Is that you? No, I probably. They <laughs> did you, you that? <laughs> How can I? Can I? Uh, let me let me search here. This little MIP. There it is. Uh, you know what? It was a listener. A listener oh. predicted, Simon T predicted that the Wiggins would win NBA Most Improved Player. So I know it's not on the same day, but just for fun, because Manny's bunting right now, we're going to uh, <laughs> we're gonna make you add something to it. So it's not an identical uh... prediction. <laughs> and he will finish with a scoring average of at least 23 points per game. Okay. That's fair. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing now, things so. down. Oh, my turn? Mm-hmm. Um... Miles Garrett will be playing in week one of next season. The suspension will be the rest of this year. The hysteria will die down. People will forget about it. And he'll be back in a Browns uniform week one, and 2020. Even though I haven't heard any of your takes on this today, yes. sounds like uh, in your mind he should be suspended like one game no, no. because he was incited nope. by maniac nope. Mason That's Rudolph. Right. Is that nope. pretty That's much what right. it is? No, he I was said. baited into said the suspension, is totally, murdering suspension is totally warranted. Okay, well, uh. We'll, re- we'll visit this in a little bit. Okay. Write this down. <laughs> All right, write this down. The Gophers will play in the Rose Bowl. That's as simply as I can put it. The Gophers okay. will play in the Rose this year, by the way. Okay. Just to be clear. The <laughs> Gophers will play this in season. the Rose Bowl. It's not just an this indefinite season. prediction. Don't this say this season. year. This season. Because this year is over. For the Gophers, Gophers will play in the Rose Bowl in January of 2020. Yeah, this season. Well, right. Yeah, I just want to be. Write this down. Does write this... it down. You like writing things down. Season ends on December 31st for Write That Down. Uh, yes, but for, but for season predictions, they go back. They go so if, like for a football season prediction. Even if if the like the like this would count for this season. Just like if you were to say that uh, Deshaun Watson will win the NFL's MVP award, we even though we won't know about that until later in the year, 
it counts for this year. Now, if you predict that Andrew Wiggins in some point will have uh, a triple-double this season, well, the NBA season actually goes, it wraps all the way around. These are rules we made like four or five years ago. So when are, gonna, when are we going to crown the champion? Depends on if we there's have, a hanging chat. Phil, yeah, okay. Phil's got to find out. All right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if the bat, if if mathematically someone clinches on December 31st, that, yeah. but but we had a case a couple years ago where Aaron Rodgers winning or not winning the MVP was the hanging chad. Oh, wow. We had to wait one month after the calendar year was over. Okay. I think I won that year because it became pretty clear he wasn't going to, but we weren't sure, and so, yeah, it dragged on. Had to wait. Had to wait. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, right. Well, well, all you guys try and push your predictions out into the future because you're too big a wimps to actually (laughs) make them for this write that down. I'm going with the Sunday prediction. The Vikings defense will score at least one touchdown on Sunday. So the Vikings defense will account for at least one touchdown. They'll account for six points on Sunday. Okay. Write it down. You like writing things down. Jonathan? Since Judd already took my Gophers will beat Iowa prediction, I have to one-up it. They will score over 35 points Ooh. in a win against Iowa wow. this weekend. That would this be a, a hell of a performance. This is a Iowa's good defense. defense. Pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Dude, if that happens, they oh, should Jonathan. for sure be in the college football playoff top four rankings, if that happens. <laughs> Judd's doing the big cojones dance right now. <laughs> Jonathan going Cassell. I just saw that out of the corner of my eye and was very concerned about what was I'm thankful I happening. have these new computer monitors in front of me so I couldn't what? see what was going on there. Or that was like a self-prostate exam. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what was happening there. I can tell you right now, I don't know a lot about those exams, but I know enough to tell you it was not that. <laughs> All right, back to Manny. Uh, I'm going to hedge something here because I made a prediction on this few weeks ago, and I'm going to stick with that one, obviously. I have to. But uh, I'm going to hedge on here. Joe Burrow will win the Heisman Trophy. Okay, you actually have, I think, twice predicted. You predicted, uh, who's our guy from Oklahoma? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, you yeah. have You have the Jalen Hurts Heisman prediction twice in 2019. You had it like after right after he got to Oklahoma, and then you Did had it again really? before the season. This is now Manny's third. If you're wondering about hedging, this is now Manny's third prediction about the Heisman Trophy. That's hilarious. So this I is predict, like his I NHL pick a, last year. I predicted that Jalen Hurts would win the Heisman Trophy twice Manny this year. is going to game his way to a championship. <laughs> That's hilarious. He will write, write this down. the book. All right, go ahead, Rami. Back to me? <laughs> yep. Write this down. Are you writing this down? Mm-hmm. I want you to write this down. The Timberwolves are making the playoffs. Timberwolves will be playing postseason basketball. Did you predict that already? I don't. I, I predicted. Okay. Predicted okay. A couple weeks ago. I like where you're going. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. I like where you're going. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually take uh, a prediction I made about the Lakers earlier on and write that down. I believe I'm on the record saying that the Lakers will win 50 plus games, and also uh, it was a, it was a two part parlay. It was Lakers will trade for Anthony Davis this summer, and Lakers will also win 50 plus games. Can I add to that parlay? Can I add a third item to that parlay? Or do mm-hmm. I have to make a separate prediction for the group here? It's unprecedented. I think separate prediction. Wait, it can you? Be separate. Okay so I want to add adding. a third thing to the Lakers. No, no, no. Let's let, let's so add you want to attach? Yep. I, I, so you want to make it more difficult for this prediction? You want to amend yes. a previous prediction? No, it's not amend. I'm adding to it to make it harder. So you're not yes, changing it. You can do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm with Jonathan on okay. this. Absolutely. I'm swinging for the fences here. Go ahead. Okay. Flame out. The Lakers will also <laughs> win the NBA championship. Whoa. So Lakers, uh, no, are, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah, you can definitely. You add should that. definitely. Oh, do that's this. great. Okay. You should definitely do. Just that. Just want to have a nice yeah. little parlay out there. Cool, cool. All right, so there it is. Those are the predictions for the week. Mackie and Jeb with Rami's. Write that down, which you can find at five o'clock every Friday. And uh, the batting title race. In case you didn't hear the first part of the segment, we have four competitors: Mackie, Judd, Rami, and the listeners, all within six batting average points of each other, heading into the final six weeks. Who's defending Wait champion again? I forget. 
Uh, that would be you. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And one of Rami's predictions is that he will he will win the championship and take it from you. So, but that won't go. That won't. Yeah. When does that? That only count till next year, right? Yeah. When does that come to fruition? Then it's a good question. It's well, got to, it's it's gonna have to talk to the committee because until we declare a winner, uh, yeah, you can't. You can't, you, you you can't, can't use say that. whether or not that prediction was true or not. Yeah, that that might be mechanically you, how. What it if works. it's the tiebreaker? It might cost him the title in some weird way, shape, or form. Mm. I feel like the this committee's going to have to figure this out. Uh, when we come back, nice job, Astros. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When we come back, uh, you guys, you guys had a big fight earlier in the show, and the people are tweeting that there needs to be a third party involved here. So, that, or that I just need to leave, yeah. that I should just go. And they spell your name wrong, and they don't know how to spell yeah. Robbie. It's uh, Mackie and Joe with Ramir. When we come back here, and there's a brawl going oh, yeah. down inside the ten yard line. Mason Rudolph and Larry Ogunjobi are going down, and the Steelers oh. are kicking oh, Ogunjobi in the head, and the benchers are coming off the field. Both sides are coming off the field. Marquise Pouncey was kicking Ogunjobi in the head. Well, I think he'll have next weekend off. It's inexcusable. I don't care, rivalry or not, we can't do that. That's kind of the history of you know what's been going on here lately, hurting yourself. and That's just endangering the other team. That's inexcusable. He knows that. I hope he does now. It's just, it's tough. The, the reality is he, he's going to get suspended. Uh, we don't know how long, and that hurts our team. We can't do that. We can't continue to hurt this team. Uh, that's, that's inexcusable. That was, uh, Baker Mayfield commenting on the fight from last night. The uh, the clip before that was from the Browns radio network. And as I sat around in meetings today while well, you guys were uh, on the microphones, mm-hmm. I kept looking at my Twitter feed, and like people just kept tweeting at me. <laughs> Mostly siding with Judd in this argument that you guys were having off the top of the show. Uh-huh. Uh, just one guy says that Rami's got to go. Uh, let me just see here. I'm an idiot. Um, Somebody stopped listening because of me indefinitely. <laughs> so what was okay? So what was summarize it for me, and I'll play referee. Okay, okay. You you state you state your case. I'll state mine without getting upset, so that we can let him just referee. I mean, there there are a lot of angles to this. Um, there? Yes, there are. To start, I do think people on some level are overreacting to what happened last night. The The last thing that happened is always the worst thing that ever happened. We've seen stuff as ugly as this, if not uglier, on football fields before. Okay, uh, People saying this is what Miles Garrett will be remembered for no matter what he does the rest of his NFL career, not true. Ray Lewis may or may not have had somebody murdered. He has a statue outside of his team stadium and is now looked to as a mentor and role model, and I think he's some kind of preacher or pastor now. So that those things are not true. Um, as far as what happened on the field, what Miles Garrett did, totally inexcusable. Cannot justify that. There is no justifying that he crossed a line that you cannot cross. Every bit of incitement and escalation in that altercation on that field up until that point, Mason Rudolph shares as much blame, if not more blame, than Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett got the suspension he deserved. Mason Rudolph got no suspension, and he deserved at least a game or two. And I think any criminal charges being pressed, as Judd is indicating should be, is kind of ridiculous. Okay, so when you're saying, let's just break this down for a second. Mm -hmm. When you're saying that Mason Rudolph, up until Miles Garrett took a helmet, Mm -hmm. a a bowling ball, essentially, and swung it at the... I mean, he weighs 275 pounds. This is where I lost Dude, if he... Honestly, like, like, well, let's go to that part first. If that if if he connects with the actual crown of that okay. helmet, okay. he splits Mason Rudolph's head wide open on the field, right. and he's bleeding like a stuck and that, pig. And that would be terrible. 
if Mason Rudolph kept on twisting Miles Garrett's head, he could have done some serious damage to his neck. If we're playing, when, if we're when playing, Mason's yes. like on his back after getting sacked, yes. But the but the person who incited the the, the, the who incited. The whole incident was Miles Garrett for a a late hit. It wasn't and, a late hit, but he's but he's literally grabbing him and he's throwing in his him to the chest. ground. You're the same guy who defends Anthony Barr's hit on, on Aaron Rodgers. Totally different. And it's not totally actually. You know what? You're right because Anthony Barr was three steps away when Aaron Rodgers the threw tape. the ball away. Roll the tape. Miles Garrett was in his chest as he was throwing the ball. People expect him to just stop, but he that's but he, crazy. But, but not stop. He went the extra step and slammed he Mason up to the ground. The play. But he knew what he was doing, and, and Miles Garrett has an absolute history of doing things like this early in the year. He's a violent football player. He's picked up two or That's three. That's why pedals. he's good at what he does. But it's his thing to do that to quarterbacks. And Mason Rudolph is. And by the way, I don't like Mason Rudolph. I think Mason Rudolph's a punk too. It wasn't outside the rules. What he did was not outside the rules. Slamming a quarterback to the ground. He is twisted. Outside the rules. He did what he should have done. He twisted so as not to land on so, top of him. So I come in here and say very simply because this case to me, the, the league. By the way. They should find the quarterback, completely think that. And if they suspend him one game, I don't care. That's fine, too. My point was that what Miles Garrett did constitutes a criminal act. You take a helmet, and there but for the grace of God, he didn't kill him, and he didn't, and if that crown, he didn't control it. So he didn't know how, how when he swung the helmet, it was going to land. Mm-hmm. But that's where... I say a criminal line was crossed. And according to the law, Judd, can you pull up that paragraph again that you dug up from a legal mind? According yep. to the law, I've done Judd is right. Today. Judd is right, but according to the law, what Mason Rudolph did in grabbing and twisting Miles Garrett's helmet also falls under these parameters. So if we're pressing charges, let's press charges. But here, but let's but let's go down this path, okay? Again, I, I'm not. I don't even fully disagree. Mason Rudolph. I think Mason Rudolph is kind of a punk, and Mason Rudolph has had. Mason Rudolph loves himself, so Mason Rudolph and likes to jot players. This isn't so about him. Right let me now. just but, quick, but, let me just quick run down Mason Rudolph's actions in this whole thing. He gets taken to the ground on a football play, right? Okay, I'll even grant you that. Okay, I'll grant you that. Then the extracurricular activity starts when Mason Rudolph grabs at and starts twisting the helmet of Miles Garrett. Let's pause right there. Okay. Okay. Let's pause right there. Okay. And I wish we could. I wish we could like show this on our TCL TV, yes. fifty-five inch TV. Mason Rudolph is on his back. With a 275-pound violent machine on top of him after right. getting thrown down. Right. And he's not getting up off of him. And oh, Mason, come on. It Ma- happened right away. And Mason Rudolph is trying to push Miles Garrett off of him after being drugged down to the ground. That's that's what happened. And he's doing it with his face mask. Yes, you're right about that. But to say He wasn't that, pushing. But he was say, grabbing Rami, and twisting. But Rami, to say, that, to say that Mason Rudolph, who, what does that guy weigh, like... 50 to 60 pounds lighter Dude. on his back is going to do no damage to Miles Garrett so what? from that position. So what? The amount of damage you can inflict doesn't doesn't get you off the hook. Just if if a chihuahua bites somebody, it bits somebody. That's the same as a pit bull biting biting somebody. But, it's the same offense. But Miles Garrett did the equivalent then of taking out a knife and sticking it in, in the chihuahua, attempting to kill the chihuahua. That's all the I'm issue. saying is both these actions we're talking about. If you want to get technical with it and start taking this off the football field and in, into the legal world, what Mason Rudolph did falls under those same parameters that Judd does, but, just described. But if you took let's take let's take the football uniforms off for a second, okay? Let's take. Because I listen, I'm not like I'm willing to explore. I think this is an interesting. I think you're a smart guy. This isn't just like this isn't just like some bloviating idiot. I'm not hot take factory. I agree. Okay, that's why I want to explore this with you. Okay, I'm not even like if you were just like some blowhard idiot, I'd be like, dude, get like just stop. Okay, but Rami is a smart guy. 
who's watched football for a long time. Thank you. And I want to I want to explore this with you, okay? okay? Let's take the football uniforms off for a second. Let's really take this, let's take it outside of a football stadium, and let's take it out to, where, to Judd's point, assault. And your point is, well, Mason Rudolph then also committed assault through his actions. Right. Mason if, Rudolph if, isn't as dangerous as Miles Garrett, when that's okay. still assault. But when's the last time... From a position of Mason Rudolph on his back with a 275-pound machine on top of him, and Mason Rudolph is going to be the one that, in a court of law, has committed assault to the other no, person? No, but you see, that's twisting the argument when you say take off the football pads, because how did we get to the point of Miles Garrett being on top of Mason Rudolph? It was a football play. But in what- Like, if Miles Garrett just tackled Mason Rudolph on the street and you want to take off the football pads... That Miles Garrett but, started it. But my question is, in what context, football field, non-football field, octagon, mixed martial arts, does a guy who is 60 pounds lighter on his back have a chance to actually assault and inflict physical harm Dude, on guys, someone who's on top of him? Guys get control in fights all the time from the bottom by grabbing onto somebody's head and twisting it. That's not a, that's not a thing that can't happen. But you can never use a weapon. That's the argument. You can here. never assault somebody with your bare there hands either. A, there are different degrees was, of assault. Right, but I'm willing to, you know what, on the ice, on the field, if there is a fight of fisticuffs, right? Carl Anthony Towns Embiid a little bit, okay? I'm willing to go there. What offends me and what I find to be the underlying criminal act here is the fact that he took a lethal weapon and swung mm-hmm. it recklessly and could have, by the way, hit anybody. Mm-hmm. That that could have missed Rudolph and hit a teammate. More that hit. was a that was a reckless act. Because I'm not. I don't disagree with your point. Everyone's wrong here. There's nobody. There's no white knight here. But when you take a lethal weapon, which is what that is, and you swing it recklessly, you've created a criminal act that puts people in huge jeopardy. That goes way outside the normal realm of we're playing football and we got into some type of altercation. Yeah, I actually, in terms That's of like point. Mason Rudolph's role in this, not that. Not that he deserved to have a bowling ball swung. No, and at I'm his not head. saying that. I'm not, actually, I created a disclaimer. John, if Jonathan could play it, please. I've been playing it throughout the day on Score North Live and on Mackie and Judd with Rami. It's on the uh, Score North Live page. Um, I'm not saying that in any way Miles Garrett is excused, exonerated, justified in any way, shape, or form. Here it is. I am not at all <laughs> excusing what Miles Garrett did last night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. That's right. Okay. But if we're gonna okay, let's so we're clear. Let's, let's talk about Mason Rudolph's role in. And by the way, like I didn't. I, it's, I, it's, I was just. I was just going through the play by play, and you stopped me. So okay. So he gets taken okay. to the ground on a football play. Okay. He grabs at Miles Garrett's helmet and begins to twist. Miles Garrett gets out of the grasp. He's pulled off of Mason Rudolph. Grabs onto his face mask. At that point. Miles Rudolph starts kicking Miles Garrett in his man parts, kicking him in his man parts, and then he stands up and you missed a key part here. Okay, you missed a key part. Miles Garrett pulled Mason Rudolph yeah. off the ground. Yeah, because by at his that point, helmet. at that point, it was a fight that Miles that that Miles Garrett did not start. Miles Garrett laying on top of he made Mason. a football play. Okay, laying it's a football play. I'm talking about when did the extracurricular activity start? Listen. I feel like I feel like you're trying like I feel like you're trying to put them on equal footing when they weren't. They were. They weren't. They're both football players. No, there's a 275 pound man laying on top of another you, one. You can't and then pull the other guy off the ground. You can't by his helmet. say the guy who's at a disadvantage 
is is less to blame because he's at a disadvantage. That's not how it but works no, in a fight. But no, nobody is allowed to pull out a weapon, which is what he. You're did. right. That, what, that's that, and that's why. But if, I'm saying that so so it ends. So so your discussion to me one is assault. Hits the line there. One is assault. One is assault with a deadly weapon. I think there's there's also I, I saw a couple clips going around this morning, and this probably plays into it too. Miles Garrett has a reputation for late hits and riding quarterbacks into the ground. And Mason Rudolph is aware of this. It's probably a trigger point. No, Mason Rudolph was getting pummeled for four quarters and was eight seconds away from losing after he had his head inflated for three weeks because they won a few football games. So Mason Rudolph lost his cool. There's and an then, element of that, too. Okay, and then after he kicked them in his junk, he gets up, and there are pictures and video this morning from different angles that indicate that Mason Rudolph then either tried to punch or grab Miles Garrett. In his man parts. Then the two are separated. Miles Garrett is taken into the end zone. The situation is starting to be diffused. What happens at that point? He runs at Mason Rudolph charges Miles Garrett without a helmet. You're an idiot and you're as much to blame for this thing escalating to that point. Because why do you start anything with Miles Garrett to begin with? Much less when you're not wearing a helmet. Okay, but what what so, do you want though? Be, because stop. you don't. But you don't. Well, yeah, he should have. Stop. He's not a good guy here. But what? you don't deserve to be darn no, near killed. He does that, and that's that's like, where Miles Garrett escalated it to an unacceptable point, and that's why. Mm-hmm. I recorded that disclaimer before. I'm not defending. I'm not justifying. I'm not saying it's okay. But up until that point, that point where that helmet got swung, Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph, if anything, were equally to blame for the situation getting to that point. And I would say Mason Rudolph is maybe even more to blame because he incited it, and then once it was broken up, he escalated it again. I actually don't disagree with... I, I disagree with some of the details there, but 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 your last point, if you stopped it before the helmet was swung and said, all right, who's being the who's being more the aggressor here? They're both being the aggressor in some way. I don't disagree with what you just said, but what's the equivalent right now? Let's just like, you know, Rami, you can bang and clang a little bit. You lift some weights every day, right? Bit. Yeah. You, I have an uh, older brother. I took some ass you kickings. Can, you can throw some hands. Sure. All right. Yeah. Um, so Mason Rudolph versus Miles Garrett in a fight. Ends within thirty seconds. Yeah, Miles Garrett sure. would destroy Mason Rudolph in a fight. For sure. What's the like? Like, let's take Rami banging and clanging Rami. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if like Derek Wetmore came up to you or something, like who's the who's the who's the scrawny guy in the office? If if Wetmore came up to you and was like, "Hey, man, Declan, Declan, okay, <laughs> Poor Declan. Declan comes up to you, uh-huh. okay. Uh, you guys are kind of roughhousing, sure, and you." Uh, you know, because you're a bigger guy, you throw Declan to the ground, sure. and it's all kind of fun and games, right? Uh-huh. And then Declan gets up, and he's aggressive at you, right. okay? Right. Your reaction can't then be, I'm going to murder you. You're right. But, That's what happened last but night. But this is why I avoid conflict at all costs, because <laughs> I don't know who's crazier than me. I don't know who's going to pull out a weapon on me. I don't know who's going to try to kill me. Miles so Garrett, checks, if, checks, checks. If you're Mason Rudolph... And again, I said this an hour to one. This is a slogan I live by. Don't start none, won't be none. It's that simple. You don't want to get an ass kicking. You don't want somebody to whip out a, a weapon and use it on you. Right. Don't go around starting fights. Okay, J.W. Wood tweets in, Mackie, Mason Rudolph is 35 pounds lighter than Garrett, not 50 or 60, just offering as a fact. All right, let me phrase it this way. Which one of the other guys murders the other one within 30 seconds in no, a fight? It's not, okay? it's not a fair fight. But that right. doesn't mean that Mason Rudolph is off the hook for starting but, the fight. But this is this is where my point comes in perfectly. 
there there is a law in place here because there are stupid people who will start them start fights which to your point you avoid and i'm with you but the laws in place for county attorneys and district attorneys to defend those who were too stupid and so that's why it's a criminal act because we have to prosecute those who cross the line even if they cross the line Agreed. against people that we despise and if like we mason want- rudolph might be a complete punk he might be a complete bad kid but you can't therefore he needs to be protected by the law itself that's well, why miles it's a criminal garrett, case miles garrett should be protected by the law too so he doesn't have to go around defending himself and okay. what mason rudolph did was assault let's pause this so, so we're actually not going to have Royce today so let's just do this you want to call in and tell Rami he's a moron? 651-646-8255. 651-646-8255. It is Rami Ventline. When we come back, to Mackie and John with Rami. And you know what? I don't know, Mason Rudolph, maybe next time, maybe next time your business goes up in flames like that, you might want to have an insurance company that gives you some peace of mind, all right? I don't know what his company is, but certainly not quarterbacking if he throws four interceptions all the time. So, Federated is here to help business owners. They've been standing behind business owners for over a hundred years down in Owatonna, Minnesota. And uh, I've been down there a couple times to check out the facility and just to meet some of the smart people that, uh, and, and kind and giving people as well that work for Federated. And trust me, you're, if you're a business owner, you're not going to regret a partnership with Federated. You get way more than just a paper policy. You get peace of mind, you get a face-to-face relationship, and you get to tap into a century-plus experience in helping businesses become as successful as they can be. Federated also is raising money for uh, various charities, and you can find out about all of their charity work at federatedinsurance.com. That's federatedinsurance.com. Federated, it's our business to protect yours, and the phone lines are blowing up, baby. It's Rami Ventline to end the show when we come back. Jonathan here with the Score North download brought to you by AutoZone. The Score North podcast network consists of more than a dozen shows from Purple Daily and Raised by Wolves to The Scoop with Doogie and Royce and Jane. You can find a full list of these Minnesota sports podcasts over at scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app, which is free if you haven't checked it out lately. Or just search Score North, SKR North, anywhere you find your podcast, Vikings fans. Let us know as we head into our final segment of the week who you think will win this game this weekend at U.S. Bank Stadium, Vikings or Broncos, and let us know your prediction for the final score over at Score North on Twitter, at SKOR North on Twitter. Are you in search of a car battery that won't let you down even in the lowest of temperatures? AutoZone has you covered. They have the proven tough Duralast batteries you need to plow through winter. They're tested in the most extreme conditions, so you can count on them to deliver when you need it most. Just visit AutoZone.com to learn more. That's been your Score North download. Now back I I think that was completely unacceptable. I think that when you talk about this league celebrating 100 years, for 100 years we haven't had a problem like that, and now all of a sudden we do. And I think when you're looking at it, it's so egregious because, yeah, we've seen people throw down before. We've seen people fight a little bit, but nobody's ever physically taken someone's helmet and swung it as a weapon. And not only that, but made connection with it. So I think that when you're looking at it, it's like, wow. This is one of the cardinal sins that we have always thought of, but nobody has ever been like, dude, it's gone that far. I mean, you have crossed a line that you can never come back. I am not at all excusing what Miles Garrett did last night. All right. Let's take some phone calls here. By the way, just so everybody's clear, just reading a couple angry emails from people that think Rami's a moron (laughs) because Rami thinks that Mason Rudolph incited uh, what happened last night. Incited and escalated. 
All right. 651-646-8255. Mark and Hopkins. Uh, no Ricey today. We'll talk to him on Monday. Mark, go ahead. Sure. Um, so I will actually say um, that I agree with Rami on this one. And Finally. I think it's because I, I, I don't think you guys are watching. I'm watching this video right now, and I don't think you guys are watching the same video that I am. Miles Garrett isn't even on top of this guy. So to act like Mason Rudolph was pinned underneath Miles Garrett and he had a, you know, a machine on top of him, like, like, like the guy that pointed out on Twitter, Mason Rudolph ain't a little tiny twig. <laughs> let's not, let's not act like he's such a victim in this whole thing. Yes, it's very clear that Miles Garrett did the most wrong thing in this, but to be talking about arrests here, like, we're talking about a game of football, guys. And I understand I've come to terms with the fact that football has become so violent and we are policing it so much in the actual gameplay that I'm, I've come to terms with the fact that football may end in the next half century, maybe even sooner than that. But last night's game, there, we, we totally forgot about There's a guy, I can't even remember his name right now. He, he, they showed on camera that he was walking off with, blood coming out of his ear and we're going to act like this is like the most barbaric thing to ever happen on a football field before i understand it was completely wrong but i think we're just going a little bit too far with saying calling for a rest here okay i think uh honestly i think if mason rudolph decided hey someone swung a helmet at my unhelmeted head and i want to press charges i would have no problem with that I mean, that's the definition of when, have, when, when Marty McSorley took a hockey stick and swung it at Donald Brashear's head 20 years ago, that's assault. Would you then have a problem with somebody pressing charges for, say, a punch being thrown or somebody grabbing at and twisting the head and neck and helmet of a football player? Those are good questions because those are, those those are, are also examples scale. of assault. I think the most egregious example is swinging a helmet at somebody. Sure. That's so another that's degree. That's, that's assault with a deadly weapon. The others right. are just simple assault. Right. So... I'm just saying we're going simple, down a, we're going down a, silver, it, a slippery slope here. It's pretty simple though. Simple assault is okay. You pay a fine. We're talking about when when you go hockey stick, helmet, something that is a object that can do harm. That's felony assault. So the slope is pretty basic. It's simple assault. Which if you want to press charge for that, that's cool. That's fine. Or I tried to kill you. But the slope is this. that And if, a hockey stick can kill you. If we're, so we're going to start litigating extracurricular activity on a football field or a basketball court or a baseball field as being illegal activities, mm-hmm. then we can't just prosecute the most serious of offenses. It's got to be all offenses. Let's take a couple more on this. Here. A couple more minutes left. Uh, Producer Evan called in. What's going on, Evan? I just wanted to point out that the law is pretty clear that if it's mutual combat, if if you're both active and willing participants – you're both going to be charged. So while you're right that if you're using a weapon, it's a higher degree of combat, both people are going to get charged if this charge is brought. It's, it's just simple mutual combat. Thank you, Evan. Appreciate it. Evan, no Evan, Evan slinging, the, uh, slinging the police tanks. I like, I like it, man. All right, we'll see you later tonight. <laughs> yep. Cool. Bye. Uh, let's go to uh, this is a good segment. Mary, this is the best segment I've had all day as far as people agreeing with me. <laughs> Mary, don't mess this up for me. <laughs> I'm not. I'm calling for you, Rami. There we I go. Back you all the way. Wow. Yes. Okay. Until go ahead. You were never going to be fair. 
<laughs> wait, wait, I'm wait, I'm never gonna be fair. What do you mean? Phil, you were never. You were always gonna side with Judd. And the idea—I don't know about that, but okay. we used to get in a huge fight. She's right. Just let her, just the let her idea talk. She's right. Calling him a machine. Give me a break. He's a football player, and that was the act of football playing. And Rami, you're the reason I listen to this show. Oh, thank you, Marianne. I appreciate that. Well, Marianne, they... I love your laugh too. Thank oh, you. So oh, nice. that's right. that just made thank my you, day. Marianne. Thank you, Marianne. I appreciate that. I get so much crap about my laugh. It's nice every once in a while when somebody says they actually like it. Your laugh is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just glad she listens. I don't care why. <laughs> if I benefit, I don't. What is, happen- what is happening to this show right now? For God's sakes. What, People are calling in defending assault with a deadly no, weapon. No, nobody is defending well, that. These callers are saying, saying disclaimer. That you defend- just called it a football and, move. And what, like, they're a saying football move? that you defend me, which is absolutely not true because we've gotten in massive she fights on the show. I swung a helmet at Judd one time she, in yeah. 2016. <laughs> I was going to say, we've gotten in huge Remember fights yesterday when I ripped this mic stand yeah. out? I have to hit Judd with it, and I thought better of it. That was that Crazy. was dangerous. Uh, well, we don't have any. We have 30 seconds left. We don't have any more time. But if you want to tweet uh, your your takes at Rami, it's just at Rami is tweeting. Oh, or at Phil Maggie at Jason. Don't forget, the highlight of today's show was Jason Fitz all but assuring game day will be here in three weeks. Right on. And there's an email floating around searching for... People to help with a football event on campus on the yeah. 29th and 30th We're of November. We're calling it daytime game right now. <laughs> Top secret. So if you want to uh, download our podcast and give us a five-star review, we would be very grateful. Apple, Spotify, or the Score North app. The Scoop is coming up next. The Scoop with Doogie right here on Score North and the Score North app. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.